Uh, that's, that's next week. I want to uh, uh, really appreciate uh, Philip Kim. Um, In, ca in case you didn't know, like I don't have any contacts with like people that we can do ministry with, like uh, um, like the South Augusta Mission Center and the Broad Street Baptist Missionary. Right, thank you, Broad Street Ministry. Like I don't have contacts like like that, but Philip came in, he brought his expertise, and he he connected us, and he he uh, enabled us to do this kind of ministry, right? And also he had a good attitude the whole time, except about the food. He complained about the food. He said that you guys ate too well. You guys oh, yeah. are too spoiled. So he, yeah, he wa he wanted us to eat like frogs and bugs and you know, things that you eat on the show. <laughs> right. So, so if you get a chance today, just tell Philip thank you because it it was amazing because of what you did. And then also the also the parents also the parents. This is the deal. Um, usually my wife has to cook. Um, for all of you guys, and I know that you like that. I'm glad that you like my wife's cooking, but it also it also means that she can't do anything else, right? Um, so the parents cooking for those three nights, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and doing such an amazing job, especially Aaron's mom. She coordinated a lot. Are you guys applauding for Aaron? Aaron's mom. Aaron's mom. <laughs> She's not here. <laughs> all right, well, we'll, we'll just, we'll just. Will it, will it. Okay, so, uh, but say thank you to Aaron's mom, Chris's mom, um, Michelle, Kim's mom, uh, um, uh, Sejong's mom, uh, Dongju's mom, all those moms that, that helped uh, to make food, okay? Is that cool? Um, all right, so we're gonna open it up to uh, testimonies, uh, and don't touch this thing, because all we'll hear is tink, tink, clink, clink, clink on the, on the one light. And about 100 people download the sermon every week. So they, they, people want to hear you. Okay, so if you want to like, so if you want to like speak loud, it would be great. It would be encouragement. Okay. Okay, so um, this week was probably the most life-changing thing I've ever experienced, like ever. And I'm not just saying that because it is a mission retreat. It really was life-changing. Um. I've been coming to this church for not even a year yet, and um, that was life-changing too. But I've always kind of struggled with just, like, my faith in general. You know, I've always kind of felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like, you know, how could someone forgive me for all those wrong things I've done, for so being such an awful person? And so for a, almost a year, I've kind of struggled with that. Um, so coming to this mission retreat, um, about a few weeks before, like, praying and talking to God, I just felt like he wasn't listening to me. I felt like, you know, talking to him, you know, at night and just praying, it wasn't doing much. I, I didn't feel anything um, or doing things to God. You know, I was talking to this kid um, on Facebook. He was talking about wanting to kill himself, and I, I talked to him and tried to encourage him and told him that his life had value. And, you know, of course, it's not supposed to make me feel better, but normally talking to someone like that and trying to encourage them to keep living would make me feel better, and it just I just didn't feel much. So I felt really discouraged and didn't want to come on this mission retreat because— I just felt like, you know, it might do the same thing, that maybe coming here just wouldn't be a good idea. You know, I kind of considered not coming to church anymore. And um, so I just was really discouraged. But the night before, something just told me, like, I was telling my mom, you know, I might want to go on this, I might not, you know. And I had, that whole week before the trip, I had really thought about it. And um, just all of a sudden it came to me that I should go on this. I didn't know why I wanted to go, just something told me to go. And I did. And um, 
So for the first few days, it was kind of, um, it was a little hard because I didn't know what to expect. You know, uh, most of you in here have been on mission retreats before. This was my first one, you know. I was going to go on winter retreat, but I got the flu before. So um, I never, I didn't know what to expect. Um, and I knew there were a few other people that were like me, but most of y'all had. So it felt really weird. Um, but the first day of VBS, um, I felt kind of discouraged. It was hot outside. It was, you know, not really the most enjoyable for me because, you know, I felt so tired and, you know, uh, not well rested. And plus, compared to our last VBS, you know, we were out in the heat and stuff. So I was really discouraged. But I really kept praying about that, you know, to do my best. And um, so the next day, I did construction. And I got close to a lot of people like Max, like Keon, Josh, you know, all those people. And um, construction really taught me a lot about how um, hard those kinds of jobs are. Because um, they really are. And, um, <laughs> um, and it also taught me just, you know, keep being patient, you know, be patient with it, do my best. Um, and then I went back to VBS the next day. And um, all this stuff really wasn't making sense. You know, leading up to it, I didn't really know how to feel about it because I just felt like I was doing things kind of like I had been before I came on the trip. I felt like, you know, I'm just doing all these things and nothing is happening in my life. What am I doing wrong, you know? I was just kind of going through the motions, basically. And um, it wasn't until worship that it all made sense. We were um, in the chapel and Unstoppable God started playing. And it slowly just kicked in everything that I've been asking for these for about the past year or so, you know, you know, how can I be forgiven? Why am I being forgiven? Um, you know, why am I depressed all the time, you know? And it just slowly made sense to me that I don't really need an answer. God just loves me and forgives me in general. And I, I, I had that one tear, that one tear going. <laughs> I was like, you know what, I'm probably not gonna cry. I actually told Jill that I didn't think I was gonna cry. Um, yeah, I was really wrong about that because um, I just progressively started to start bawling my eyes out. Um, but it wasn't because I was sad. It was because I was finally happy with my faith. Like, this was like the most monumental thing for me in my faith because I finally felt okay. Like, before I always felt the need to, you know, feel better about myself. And then Howard's message really showed me that, you know, it's by spreading the glory of God, I'll feel better on my own. I don't have to fix myself. It'll automatically happen if I try to help fix others and spread his word. So that's really what I learned about this is that, you know, spreading the glory of God is a lot more important than myself, because in the end, it'll end up helping me feel better. And, um, like 
even though you like just almost died, like <laughs> <laughs> it's really encouraging because like he was like when he came, he like like he wanted to come help, but it's not like it was gonna be a big deal to him, but like seeing how badly I wanted to come back like when they told me I had to stay another night, I started crying because I was like, oh, this is just not how I planned my week to be. So like, I don't know. I was just really glad that I could be an encouragement for someone else to like want to work hard and like do the work of God. So yeah. seriously and like take me seriously as a leader and um, but then like I was really shocked with like like everyone's like really respecting me and like you know like they just like were treating me like a leader like they were like asking me like what they can do for me and like you know um <laughs> it was um the first day of EBS was really stressful because like for the first hour no kids showed up and so I was just kind of like um, I was discouraged, but I wasn't really worried because I knew that, um, you know, like, God had a plan and that he was going to, like, like, if no kids showed up, like, I knew there was going to be a reason for that. Um, but then, like, we all went out and, like, were inviting kids to come. And then when we came back, there were, like, 15 kids there. And, like, I was, like, so happy and, like, happy for my team. Like, everybody was, like, working really hard and, like, you know, doing what they could for these kids. And so it really encouraged me. Um, and then, like... I was really um, impressed with Austin and Crown um, because they were my game leaders, and I kind of was worried about, like, you know how they are, so I was kind of, like, worried about them. <laughs> um, but, like, they always ended up with, like, all the extra time at the end, and so I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, we're not gonna have enough games planned. Like, I didn't really, I don't know, like, I wasn't, like, trusting them enough, but they, like, they, like, really, like, I don't know, I was, like, really blessed by them this trip. And um, I mean, blessed by everyone. Like, I'm really like proud of my VBS team, and I like I feel like a mom. <laughs> and I wanted to like like the last day when y'all were like dancing at the end, I like started like, tearing up because I was like really proud of all of y'all. And so um, this trip actually ended up being like one of the best trips for me, even though I thought it was gonna be like one of the worst. <laughs> um,
Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I don't like singling people out, but um, I really appreciate Heather uh, coming all the way from Charleston. Um, I, I have never met her. The first day there was this girl that I didn't know. I'm going, who is she? Why is she here? No, I'm just <laughs> but she just acted like she just knew everybody. And you probably do. I don't know. <laughs> um, she, she blended right in, and she was cheerful and, I mean, just, just super uh, excited. And so the excitement just kind of carried uh, throughout the whole team. And so I always, always appreciate those people who kind of contribute to the whole, uh, you know, the whole sense of, of uh, unity and all of that. Um, what I just wanted to uh, tell you a little bit about some of the places the construction ministry uh, team went, because a lot of you in BBS never really got to see that place other than just having lunch there. Um, Glen Hill Baptist Church is, is as close as a church. So they, they are turning that place into a place where uh, local uh, people who are uh, missionaries and church planters uh, are going to be trained in that place. So one of the things that one, they wanted us to do is just see the whole place. I mean, that church has been kind of dwindling down for the last 30 years. Um, so they had just jump everywhere. Right, Julian? Yeah. Julian comes down and goes, man, there's just no end. <laughs> you just keep bringing stuff down. There's more stuff. There's more rooms. I counted 10 rooms upstairs, just, just on that second floor. Um, so they're turning that into a, a, a training center for missionaries and, and church planters. Unfortunately, we, we didn't get to see any of that activity. We just had one uh, missionary who's going to be the head missionary for the entire project. And he just let us in and let us out and just talked to us a little bit about what the ministry center is going to be useful. So we didn't really get to see anybody while we were cleaning and all of that. There was a small youth group downstairs uh, from, uh, where was that? They were from uh, South Carolina somewhere, right? Um, anyway, so two days later, we go down to uh, Broad Street Ministry Center. And I saw that place when there was nothing, just like uh, Glen Hill's place. There was absolutely nothing. It was just a vacant church that closed down because all the members started dying down. And even though they were in right in the middle of um, the area in downtown, uh, you know, they have a bunch of low-income housing projects all around. Uh, there are high crime areas and all of that. But they failed to reach out. They didn't open their doors to the people who live right around them. So the church died. Um, and when, when I was with the other church, a bunch of adults uh, went down there and spent six months working every weekend converting that into a place so that it can be used. But I did not see all of the different ministry that was going on. So it was kind of emotional for me to go in there 10 years later. Well, I've been there a few times here and there, but never been there long enough to see all of the ministries. So to go there and um, see the, the dental clinic, which is actually the first one in Georgia, Anybody can walk in there and have your teeth pulled or cleaned for maximum $35. Um, and they do that once or twice a week. Uh, it's, it's done by a volunteer dentist um, and, a, and a, a dental hygienist. Um, it takes about 100 people to run that place every month. Um, they open twice a week for the food pantry. And you saw the picture of all the food, which 
we actually had to go make two trips, right? Uh, because we couldn't fit all of the food from the food bank in one trailer. Um, there's a, a woman's Bible study going on there. We had we saw we were right in the middle of the BBS, which I wasn't told that there would be one. Um, there's um, um, uh, what are some of the other things that they do down there? But anyway, so there's just a tons of different things that's going on there all the time. Oh, there's a church. There's a multicultural church that is led by an Indian pastor. And that's rare. And I'm hoping that we will get uh, Pastor Jerry to come on one of our services and talk to us about how he became uh, a pastor. Um, and his son was leading the BBS. Um, but they started with 17 members. And now they're up to 200 members Damn. on a regular basis. They have 70 to 80 people coming on Sunday morning for service. So what we did at Glen Hills, it seemed like you know we're just cleaning. But I know God is going to take that place and turn it into a place where people are going to be saved. People are going to come <coughs> to study God's word. Um, so all of you who worked really hard, and I know that was hard work, um, you know, I, I just want you to know that, that what you did means a lot. Um, the, uh, the head missionary called me um, Tuesday evening, and he said, this whole place is so clean. He said, I never imagined that you guys will actually get through getting all the junk out of the place. But he didn't <coughs> think that we would have time to clean up that place. He said, the carpet is as clean as as it was when, when before we arrived. He said, I, I just expected the whole place to have debris everywhere after we hauled all the junk uh, downstairs and out on the floor. We brought enough, we took out enough trash to fill probably a, a large vessel from bottom to top. Half of it was on the street. We brought the other half and filled our dumps over there. Um, so I just want to thank you, BBS. Um, I saw what you did. Awesome, awesome. Um, I know it makes a difference uh, for all these people that live around us and sometimes wonder, you know, what is that church all about? You know, they're taking up this big piece of property. We don't ever see anything uh, coming out of that. So maybe they'll have a, a different idea about what this place is and maybe they'll feel free to come and join us uh, in the future. But uh, you encouraged me. I've been on many, many, many of these trips. And I think this was the first time that I didn't actually have to lock somebody in a room. <laughs> <laughs> or sit on them, or whatever, throw them off the roof, whatever. Uh, you guys are just awesome. You guys kind of restored my faith in the younger generation. So, enough said. <laughs>
And when we first came to this church, it was probably like five people. So this church has grown. Um, I remember when Trevor and Howard first came, they started teaching about missions. It was the first time I heard about missions. Like, I was like, missions? I'm, I want to stay here. Um, but I didn't realize that my heart has slowly became for, for this whole world. Um, I'm actually, this is the first time I'm announcing it. I'm actually getting ready to go to the mission field. Um, next year in January, I'll be going to 11 countries for 11 months. So one thing I struggled with was, I was like in the back of my head, I was thinking of all the times I did all this stuff, and I was like, I'm ready for it. And in one week of all the stuff that we did, by the time I got home, I was like, Dad, I'm tired. I'll tell you about it tomorrow. <laughs> um, but that just shows that we need to build our endurance up with deeds and faith. Um, just like how you shared in James, how if we just have faith, we probably would be like telling people, but it won't be real. But by us going through what we did last week, we'll have a faith with our deeds so it'll be more genuine, more real, full of passion, but it's tough. It's a lot of suffering and a lot of work. Um, if you can see, we have new guests here. And and that's because they were somehow touched by all the efforts that you guys did in the community. Um, they might never come back, we don't know that, but just know, just know that your love and your genuineness is more important, um, and it takes time. So I would leave off with this, that um, I love you guys, and you guys mean uh, the world to me. I might, might not say it enough, but uh, I just wanted to say that. Thank you. submit ourselves to you, to lay our, our, ourselves down and take up uh, everything you ask us to, your cross, and uh, be you, be light, be salt, be encouragement, be blessing, whatever we ask. Uh, just be with us and help us have courage. We always pray for courage. In Jesus' name, amen.
Um, offering bucket is right over there um, as you go. Yeah. Downstairs is food. 